Welcome to the Catholics on Campus podcast, where certified Catholic mindset coach and college student development expert, Dr. Virginia Cook, provides practical tips and coaching to succeed in college while growing in your Catholic faith. And now, your host, Virginia Cook. Can you imagine... The risen Lord is about to ascend into heaven, and he's giving his apostles his great commission, and the Gospel of Matthew tells us, when they saw him, they worshiped, but they doubted. Doubt is a human condition. Jesus knows this about us and gives the sacraments, the Holy Spirit, and our rich Catholic tradition to keep us buoyant when we doubt ourselves or doubt the Lord. Despite these gifts, Doubt can creep into our minds and hold us back. I like this explanation of doubt that I found in a wiki article a few weeks ago. Quote, doubt on an emotional level is indecision between belief and disbelief. It may involve uncertainty, distrust, a lack of conviction, uncertain facts, actions, motives, or decisions. Doubt can result in delaying or rejecting relevant action out of concern for mistakes or missed opportunities, unquote. Doubt stems from us not trusting ourselves or others, including God. Now, doubt is a tool of the enemy. The enemy tries to poke holes in our Christian beliefs and what we know to be true. That's true with a capital T. These truths include that we are made in the image and likeness of God, and our dignity has natural and supernatural origin, that we are both body and soul that cannot be separated, and God made us as male and female to live in relationship with each other in fruitfulness and complementarity. The enemy is real, and he is out to get us. St. Peter advises, quote, "'Be sober and vigilant,' Your opponent, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, unquote. An opponent is someone who is not on your side, who does not have your best interest at heart. Make no mistake, thoughts of hopelessness, discouragement, confusion, powerlessness, worry, and loneliness, anger, or self-doubt are not from God. Now that we understand doubt a little better, I want to shift to a common topic for students on their educational journey, imposter syndrome. Now, imposter syndrome is also known as imposter phenomenon, and it is, quote, a psychological condition that is characterized by persistent doubt concerning one's ability or accomplishments accompanied by a fear of being exposed as a fraud despite evidence of one's ongoing successes, unquote. It's funny, when I entered college, the term imposter syndrome was a new concept and wasn't talked about like it is today. As a first-generation college student, I remember frequent self-doubt thoughts like, I don't belong here, everyone knows I'm a fraud, or why did I think I was cut out for college? Since its introduction in the early 1980s, imposter syndrome has been widely studied and found to be common in men and women across age groups, across racial and ethnic groups, and across occupations. Moreover, feeling like an imposter has been significantly associated with worsened experiences 
both in academic and professional settings. A recent survey of Americans considering higher education found that self-doubt was one of the top three barriers to enrollment alongside of competing obligations and logistics and cost. Additionally, self-doubt can lead students to avoid more rigorous academic programs or dissuade them from applying to graduate school. Self-doubt and imposter phenomenon can limit job prospects, career satisfaction, and lifelong earning potential. I've linked to this study in the show notes if you want to learn more. It's safe to say that stirring self-doubt in one's life purpose is a long-time tool of the enemy. The enemy wants to disrupt our mental health and keep us from accomplishing God's will for us. Did you know that in the Middle Ages, St. Hildegard of Bingen struggled with imposter syndrome? Despite significant lifetime accomplishments, including establishing two women's monastic communities and writing extensively about theology, music, art, medicine, and healing, St. Hildegard struggled with self-doubt and unworthiness. Today, we know St. Hildegard as one of four women named a doctor of the Catholic Church. She received that honor in 2012 by Pope Benedict XVI. If you'd like to learn more about St. Hildegard, I have links in the show notes to a website celebrating her achievements and a beautiful video performance of her song, Chant to the Holy Angels, by the sacred music sibling quartet called Harpa Day Choir. You won't be sorry. I encourage you to listen to this. Back to modern day, researchers have found that there is a gap in understanding how to effectively address imposter feelings and the emotions associated with feeling like a fake. Here's how Catholic Mindset Coaching can help you overcome imposter phenomenon. Through self-coaching or one-on-one coaching with me, you will want to challenge your imposter thoughts by using what we call the reason cycle. The reason cycle is central to my work as a Catholic Mindset Coach. I'm going to share an overview of how to use the reason cycle, and I'll dig deeper in later podcasts. The reason cycle has three parts, understanding, judgment, and reason. First, in the understanding phase, we want to capture a thought that fuels the imposter feeling. Then we identify a one-word emotion that occurs when we think that thought and the physical feelings that happen in our bodies when we think that thought. Lastly, we identify the behaviors we are inclined to do or not do because of the thoughts, emotions, and feelings that we are experiencing. So to make this a little more concrete, here's an example that a lot of college students can probably relate to. I'll call the student being coached Matthew. Matthew said he would like coaching on feeling like a fraud. I asked him to share a recent example with me. So Matthew says, this is the first week of classes. I walk into my classroom to find a seat and I was immediately flooded with imposter thoughts. What am I doing here? Why did I think I should take this class? Everyone else here knows what they are doing and they know I'm not ready. So I would ask him as a follow-up question, which of these thoughts is heaviest for you? And he immediately says, I'm not ready. So I want to know more. So I ask, you know, it, I'm not ready is an incomplete thought. 
So what are you not ready for? And Matthew says, I'm not ready to start college. Okay, so I'll ask next, you know, in one word, what emotion comes up for you when you think, I'm not ready to start college? Now, after a few moments of contemplation, Matthew says, hopeless. I'll ask, well, where do you feel this emotion? And he comes back with, you know, it's in the center of my chest. My heart is racing and my breath is shallow and I want to hide. So I'll ask, what actions did you take or not take when you felt hopeless and wanted to hide? So Matthew says, I sat in the back of the class closest to the door. I didn't make eye contact with other students. And when the professor came into the room, I didn't make eye contact with her either. So I would ask, why is having imposter thoughts a problem for you? Matthew thinks for a minute and he says, you know, feeling like an imposter is a problem for me because I want to succeed in college and I want to graduate. I am disappointed that I don't show up in class at my best. Now, did this scenario sound familiar? I want to invite you to take a few deep breaths to shake off any anxiety that may be creeped into your own psyche as I was telling this dialogue. Now that we understand how students show up when they think a thought, I'm not ready to start college, we can move to the second phase of the reason cycle, which is judgment. It's where we interrogate the thought with questions like, is this thought, I'm not ready for college, good? Is it useful? Is it true? What is the tone of the thought? Who wants you to continue believing this thought, God or the enemy? Could the opposite be true? What if you were ready to start college? What's the alternative to I'm not ready to start college that you wouldn't actually start? Where would that action lead you? Did you know that you could stop thinking this thought? And lastly, Lord, what is your interpretation? By responding to questions like these, students often find something starts to shift in their mind. It doesn't take much to loosen the sticky thoughts and create space to reframe the situation. Could hopeless thoughts be transformed to hopeful thoughts? Now we have an opportunity to move to the third phase, that is, the reason phase. Here, the student gets to make a firm decision to choose something different. Again, we start with some compelling questions. The first question could be, what would your virtuous future self decide to think in this situation? Another question could be, what virtues did you need to require and pray for? For example, hope is a theological virtue that is a gift of God through grace. You could also pray for fortitude, which is courage and strength, the ability to do difficult things. You could pray for humility. We all need to start somewhere. And you could pray for magnanimity, which is being generous and open to others. Remember, you are not the only person in the room who is nervous or feeling unsure. And the last question could be, what do you freely choose moving forward from this point forward how do you want to feel, think, and act? The process of untying the knots in the reason cycle is not a one and done, but with God's guidance, it opens up new ways to keep the enemy out of our heads. 
It's important to recognize self-doubt or imposter thoughts and call them what they are, disordered thoughts that do not serve us. By writing down the imposter thoughts and answering questions posed in the reason cycle, students can put space between their thoughts and their bodies. Challenging the imposter experience story that we tell ourselves which may include disparaging beliefs about our intelligence or our ability to do difficult things, frees us up to make other choices. It also is critical to recognize that we are not alone. Jesus is in our corner and he wants us to succeed. Before closing, I want to give a few words of encouragement. Before Peter walked on the water with Jesus, he had to step out of the boat he started walking on the water toward Jesus. The moment he became afraid and doubted what he was doing, he started to sink, shouting, Lord, save me. The Bible tells us, quote, immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Unquote. What a great reminder that Jesus is always there to challenge and support us. Starting college, graduate, or professional school can feel like Peter stepping out of the boat during a crazy storm. Thoughts of, what am I doing, take hold, and we find ourselves floundering and sinking. When you find yourself in these moments, ask yourself, what would Jesus want me to do right now? Like in Matthew's gospel, Jesus is ready to reach out and grab you. Now, since Jesus is the model mindset coach, I'm sure he'll come back and ask you, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? If you find yourself struggling with self-doubt during your educational journey, and trust me, we all struggle with this, re-listen to this podcast, use the pause button, and walk yourself through the reason cycle questions I've mapped out here. Better yet, if you would like to schedule a coaching session with me, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to help you reduce the thoughts that are holding you back from your success in college and achieving your goals with God. Until next time, my friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy. If you are an ambitious college student who desires to leverage your God-given talents to live in beatitude and make a bold difference in the world, Dr. Virginia Cook can help you excel in your educational journey and grow in your Catholic identity. As founder of Knots Untied Coaching, Virginia offers mindset coaching from an authentically Catholic perspective and collegiate success and well-being strategies for happy, healthy, and holy living. Want to stay connected? Visit KnotsUntied.com to learn how to join an amazing community of like-minded Catholic college students and their parents. You can also follow her on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Check out the show notes for links and special offers.